Are you ready to question everything you know about money and success? I set out to build a healthy relationship with money, but along the way, realized that no money issue is actually about money. Join me as I break down my old beliefs and learn what's really true. I'm Noe Kalfa, and this is the 90 Day Money Challenge. It's day 51 of my 90 day money challenge where I'm questioning everything I think I know about money and sharing it with you so that we can both develop a healthier relationship with money. And today's belief is I shouldn't talk about money. Familiar? Yeah, for me, this one was a deep family one where my mom would always say things like, we don't talk about money with people outside of this family. And Uh, your rich friends can do whatever they want, but we don't talk about money. And so it became a very shameful thing. And what I realized underneath that is I've always felt shame about either making less money than other people or making more money than other people. And of course, when I was a kid, I wasn't making money. So it was about having less stuff or more stuff. If I felt like I had less stuff, I always felt really crappy, like, oh, I'm missing out, like I'm I'm outcast. And then if I had more stuff, I f- felt guilty about outcasting other people because they must be feeling that because they have less stuff. And so it seems like the only solution to being able to talk about money is to make sure that everybody in the world is making exactly the same amount of money and has exactly the same amount of expenses and then everybody will be able to talk about money just fine because there will be no different situations. That's the only way, people, that's the only way. Obviously, that's not a good solution. It's like, uh, it's like the old Buddhist uh, story that if you uh, are worried about stepping on a thorn, you can either try to cover the world in leather or you can put leather on the bottom of your feet. So we're, we're putting leather on the bottom of our feet here and, and then walking. So let's start out questioning this belief with the beginning. Number one, I shouldn't talk about money. Is it true? This was a pretty quick no for me. No, it's not true. And I had three things that I wrote down as reasons why uh, it was such a strong no. The first one is that it's that not talking about money has only resulted in me being uh, woefully uneducated about money. Uh, the second one is that it's made me feel afraid of money. It's made me feel stupid about money. It's made me feel insecure. And I've talked about this in the past, but I'm now starting to see uh, our relationship with money just like a relationship with a partner where we could be secure, we could be anxious, we could be avoidant, or we can be anxious avoidant. And I've definitely had an anxious avoidant relationship with money where like I'm, I'm worried about not having enough money, but then I don't want to look at money because I'm, I don't want to, uh, you know, look at it for too long because then I'm going to feel bad. So it's like this anxious avoidant. I want it. I don't want it. Um, and then finally, when I've shared my money goals, they've actually happened when I actually talk about money it's helped me to achieve the thing that I wanted. So 
I shouldn't talk about money, is it true? No. But let's take a look when we believe that thought. So when I'm believing that I shouldn't talk about money, in my body I feel a pit in my stomach, I feel a scrunched forehead. These are all the body reactions uh, to the thought. And this is, I've talked about this before, but I want to reiterate just how important it is to notice that with the thought, here are the body reactions. Here's, here's what I feel. So it goes thought, feel, and then we act based on how we feel. So that feeling step is really important to notice. With the thought, here's how I feel. And then we're going to go into without the thought, here's how I feel and what I experience. That's, that's how Byron Katie constructed the work here. Okay, so with the thought, pit in my stomach, scrunched forehead, I can't breathe. Everything in my body is held back. That's the, that's the gestalt of my body. I'm afraid of saying too much. Any, I'm afraid of saying anything about money because if I do, either people will feel bad and disconnected if I'm making more money than them or if I have more stuff than them uh, and they'll pull away because they'll feel outcast or... Uh, if I am not making as much money, they'll laugh at me for being poor. Or if I'm making more money than them, they'll want something from me and they won't be genuine with me. Or if I am talking about money and I don't really know what I'm talking about or I have a question, I'll be reprimanded or laughed at for making a mistake or being stupid. Those are basically the options that occur to me about talking about money. And so my response is to hide it. Don't talk about it. Be secretive. I don't want any of those responses. So I'm going to super hide that. And when I looked at the past, I saw that um, my mom would say things like, uh, you shouldn't talk about money. And the subtext was because we were poor. Uh, she may have actually said that. But it was more focused on the opposite with, with it implied. So she would say things like, like, well, your rich friends can do whatever they want, but we have to buy this or buy that, or we can't buy this or that because you know they can do whatever they want. And which also, I'm going to question that at a later time, uh, this thought rich people can do whatever they want, because that is a built-in thing that I have mixed in with wealth uh, that... When I'm wealthy, I can relax. When I'm wealthy, I can do whatever I want. And I can't relax now. And I can't do whatever I want until I have so much money that I don't even have to work or do anything stressful ever. Right? Those beliefs have gotten really mixed in there. So it's really important to question every one of them. That's why, that's why I'm doing 90 days. And that's why I probably will keep going after the 90 days if I'm really honest. And I might even be taking people through the 90 days because I've, I've had a lot of people reach out. Okay, but let's keep going here. When I'm believing this thought, I shouldn't talk about money. I'm looking, I'm still looking at the past here. And, and what I'm seeing is that my mom felt ashamed of her situation. And so she didn't want to talk about money. But me, I all I didn't really have that coming from me. 
I have always been a big lover of community and gatherings. And so I would always invite my friends over, but then I would feel this kind of inherited shame that like, well, our stuff isn't as nice as theirs. And, and I sort of learned that we were poor and I learned that it's bad to not have nice stuff. Um, and I think that just came from my mom not questioning her beliefs about money, not doing therapy around uh, this kind of money practice. I don't think most people do therapy practices about money, and yet it's one of the biggest complaints that couples have. It's one of the biggest, most widespread issues in the world. And yet, probably because of this belief, I shouldn't talk about money, nobody ever talks about it. Well, let me tell you, that's why I am here talking at it, about it every day, trying to engage you. So please do share. I'm not just asking you to share for no reason, but I want you to comment. I want you to talk to your friends about it. I want you to share your insights because everybody has this belief we shouldn't talk about money, right? At least everybody in the Western world that I know has that belief. And because of all that, money has felt like a, a symbol of status, right? It's felt like, well, if you have more money, you're better. If you have less money, you're worse. I think that one is a universal one that goes way back in time. And it's worth questioning. Money is status. Is it true? More money means more status. Is that true? Yeah. I'm not going to question that one today because I want to dive in to the obsessiveness about money secrecy that I go into. Right? So I'm gonna, I want to share with you some of the things that I have hidden back and just kind of stuffed down in myself about money, things that I've never told anybody. So I got a bunch of them here. So one is that I've had a lot of really bad months in business, like months when I cut it so close that, you know, Buying food was a, a scary experience, right? Some months where I had to fudge some rent numbers and figure out how to, you know, pay rent a couple days late, things like that. I've had some rough times in business. I've had some times when I just had to borrow money because the times were too rough and I couldn't even squeeze by, right? I, I started to refer to them these moments in my mind as, um, if you've ever seen the first Star Wars movie that came out, uh, The New Hope, when they destroy the Death Star at the end, there's a moment where everything, they're trying to get out of the Death Star as it's exploding, and everything is sort of exploding, exploding, and then they just barely shoot out of the end in time. And that's what some months have felt like financially. But then sometimes I've gone down in flames and had to borrow money. And, um, and then there have been times when I'm on the other side of it, when I've made so much money that I felt ashamed because there's so many people who have made, who have been scraping by like I have been in those past bad months. And so I just feel like super guilty. I'm like, well, I don't deserve this money. I should just be scraping by as well. And then there are times when I've worried about uh, how much I'm paying people, 
right? And I've, there have been times when I've stressed because I've been paying people too much or more than uh, the business can afford. And then there are times when I've worried, am I paying people too little? And all of that kind of stuff has happened for me, but I've never talked about it. Um, let's see, I got one more here. Times, I've, there are times when I've thought, this is, this is a, a shameful entrepreneur thought, which is there are times when I thought about going back and getting a secure job which would require me to totally sell out from my passion and my my love relationship with work uh, and to go you know work for a tech company or something I don't really believe in. Um, but I have thought, you know, maybe it's worth it just to have a safe, secure, financially uh, easy job. And I never have gone back, but but I've thought about it and it's been a secret in my mind um, because of that shame. So my invitation for you today is to share your secrets about money. And if you're, if you're watching this episode today, so this is coming out on uh, Thanksgiving day of 2020. If you're watching it today, I'm not sure if uh, it's a good idea, but I kind of want to challenge you to talk about money with your family or with, with at the dinner table with your partner in an open way. Maybe share some secrets. I promise you it will be the most interesting conversation you have. And um, although with the caveat that it may bring up some shit, so assess at your own, at your own risk. Uh, but that's the challenge that I have is in general, to start talking about money, start breaking the taboo. It makes me want to write a book called Let's Talk About Money um, or start a TV show or something uh, where people actually just talk about money transparently and where we can all get educated and learn about each other and not live in shame and in the shadows. All right, so one more piece of uh, when I believe thought the thought I shouldn't talk about money, how do I live? How do I react? Is uh, to look at how do you treat yourself and how do you treat the other? In this case, the other is money. So how do I treat money? I treat it like it's it's bad. It should be hidden. It's the source of all evil. It's it's a cause of problems. It's the cause of fighting. You know, it's the cause of this whole status thing, which is horrible. So money is really bad. And, and I, I should never display my wealth. In fact, I spent my entire life underplaying how much money I have and sort of hiding my nice things. Uh, even, even, this is a great example of it, my bike seat is a $150 bike seat that I found for some reason it was on sale at a place or it was like in, in a, a low cost bin. Uh, but it's this like really nice item and I basically don't, uh, it's like a nice Brooks bike seat. I don't leave it anywhere uncovered because I'm afraid someone's going to steal it uh, or somebody's going to like comment on it or it will attract attention, like unwanted attention. And so I have this bike seat covered that I usually wear and I was just was putting it on so much that I ended up just leaving it on there. So my bike seat is literally hidden all the time. It's like my wealth is hidden all the time. What a messed up way to live. I can't even celebrate the things that I have 
right? Because I constantly, even just saying celebrate the things I have, I feel like, oh, but what about all the people who will feel bad about it? So obviously I've got some, I've got some uh, therapy to do around this. I've got some more questioning to do around this. And I've got some talking to do about this. I've got some sharing and finding out. Do other people share my same experiences? That's another reason why I'm out here doing this is to see if you share this experience as well. If, if are these questions, uh, are, are these beliefs that you're questioning also useful to you? Are they as useful to you as they are to me? I found it to be so powerful to go in and question these thoughts, but I wanna know, are other people experiencing this as well? All right, so now let's go totally free of the belief that I shouldn't talk about money. If I look at these situations in my life, who am I? What am I? What do I experience? What do I see? Right, so I invite you to close your eyes, take a breath, and then look at your life, imagining you are free of the belief that you shouldn't talk about money. What do you see? I see that I would actually be more naturally extroverted because I would talk more about the exciting things that I've uh, acquired. I I actually really love um, beautiful things. I have this, I have a, I've learned to appreciate my appreciation of beauty and I love arranging things and I love getting nice pieces of art for my wall. I love getting nice furniture and, and I love getting nice high quality things that look beautiful and that feel beautiful or that you know, sound beautiful. I love creating events where I really create a marvelous experience for people and sometimes that involves money, spending money. And if I was free of the belief I shouldn't talk about money, I think I would be so excited. I'd feel a lot of joy at, at sharing. Well, look at this amazing thing that I got. You know, and I can imagine some funny conversations about it. Like, look, it only cost me money to get this incredible thing that I am using all the time or this incredible thing that's so beautiful. It brings me joy to look at. Ah. <sighs> I'd be more myself free of this thought. I'd be free, which is myself, without this thought. All right, let's go into the turnarounds here. So I shouldn't talk about money turns around into I should talk about money. My first example of how it's true and how it's really been true in my life is that when I share my money goals, they happen. And I have a very clear example of this when I wanted to test out whether this manifestation thing was really a a thing or if it was just kind of a woo-woo spiritual thing that that didn't actually work, uh, but that people made money writing books about. And so I said, okay, I would like to manifest exactly $100. And what I started to do is I started to share about it. Oh, hey, everybody, I'm like trying this manifestation thing out. I'm trying to see if it really works. I want to manifest 100 bucks. And one of my friends comes over, and um, when she left, uh, we hung out for an afternoon one day. This was years ago. When she left, I found a card on my bed, and she had left me a check for $100 and a card that said, Manifestation is real. And she had given me 
this exact amount of money because I had talked about it, because I had shared about it. If I had just sat there secretly in my mind, you know, repeating the mantra, I'm, I'm going to attract exactly $100, and maybe even visualizing it, I don't think it would have ever come. There was something about talking about it that brought it in. There's no shame. It was open. I'm literally connecting and making people aware of the thing that I want, which is the best way to get what you want is to say it. It's like, if you want attention, ask for attention. Don't, don't play games. Don't try to get people to guess that you want attention. Don't try to manifest attention. Just ask for it. Okay, another example how it's true that I should talk about money is that it sets our reality. What we talk about sets our reality. And the way I've been feeling this lately is the more and more I've talked about how successful my business has been going, because it's true that my business has been really successful lately, the more success it has brought in because it just feels more and more like this is the reality that I live in, is that I live with a successful business. And then I experience the success, I talk about the success, I enjoy the feeling of success, I enjoy talking about the success. And even when some you know, things will hit me, expenses will hit me, I feel that within the context of success. So I've been rewriting the story of my business from some of the early struggling days. Another example of why I should talk about money and why it's, why it's true that I should talk about money is that if I look back to my past, to when um, I had friends who were wealthier than, than I and my, my mom would talk about, well, you, your rich friends can do whatever they want, but we have to do this, this, and this, it set up this dynamic that I felt ashamed about whenever I hung out with my friends. So I, I always wanted to invite them over, but I always felt like I had to, to do more or I had to um, somehow impress them. And what I really wish now that I had done is just said, hey, like I notice that your family has more money than mine. And I felt shame about that. And I really don't want that to be a barrier to our friendship. And I, I wonder if there are ways that we can we can not interact with that part of our lives that where we can we can play with what we both are just bringing to the table i wish i had actually talked about that and even if it was a struggle to work through it um, i feel like that would have both let them understand me emotionally more and it would have also freed me from this hiding game and this shame game which just you know, keeps us trapped for, for years. I mean, it's been, it's been decades. And then finally, I should talk about money to educate myself. I should talk about it. I should learn about it, right? If I want to be successful, if I want to be wealthy, if I want to be abundant, if I want to be free of money issues, I should talk about it. I should educate myself. I should learn from people. I should share with people uh, because when you when you teach, you learn. All, right, all of that, I should talk about money. This is becoming very, very clear. And I'm so glad that I started this, uh, this series. Okay, last turnaround here that I have is I shouldn't talk about my thinking. And this one you got to get creative with me on. 
I shouldn't talk about my thinking as if it's real because then it becomes real. So my, my example of this is when I believe I shouldn't talk about money, I shouldn't talk about the, I shouldn't make that real by talking about it. Like, um, whether it's to myself, like, oh yeah, I shouldn't talk about money or whether it's to other people. Yeah, well, you know, my mom said I can't talk about money. All of that makes real the fear and makes real the the shame. So that's why I shouldn't talk about my thinking or my, my belief, my believing. Another example of why it's true that I shouldn't talk about my thinking here is I shouldn't talk about my thinking instead of money. So. I shouldn't talk about how I shouldn't talk about money instead of actually talking about money. I mean, my example of uh, being able to connect with my friends if I just talked about money with them, um, and I, f- I feel like that's applicable now. Uh, like if money issues come up, I've started to just talk with people about them, and it's created the most powerful transformational experience. And, and it's also created a huge amount of relief with me to uh, talk about them like with clients, to be completely transparent about money with clients rather than feeling guilty about, oh, well, can you afford this? You know, my coaching or whatever, um, or to feel like I need to sort of like, you know, invoice them without me talking about it. I just talk transparently about money because then we can actually connect and then people know very clearly what they're getting into. The expectations are clear. There's no weird out of integrity stuff happening because I'm just, I'm kind of talking about my thinking or my belief that we shouldn't really talk about money or that you know money makes people feel bad. All of those beliefs. Whew, I should write that one down. Money makes people feel bad, right? I should be honest. That's basically what this example is. Right, my third example of why it's true that I shouldn't talk about my thinking is that when I do, when I do talk about how I shouldn't talk about money and people shouldn't talk about money, I just pass on that belief to other people, just the way it was passed on to me. And I bet my mom just got that belief from her parents. Right? There's nothing that she didn't grow up born with that belief. She learned it from somewhere. Right, and so she's not to blame. She's not bad for doing that. Nobody's bad for for holding the belief that they shouldn't talk about money. They're innocent until they have questioned it because they don't really know any other way. All right, so that's that with the turnarounds. I want to leave you with a practice that I learned from uh, Gay and Katie Hendricks here. That's uh, called "That Was Then and This Is Now." And that was them and this is me. Because what I noticed here as a, an actual third turnaround is to, to I shouldn't talk about money is my mom shouldn't talk about money because that's where I learned this belief from. So what I want to end with, and you can do this with your body, you place one hand on your heart and you say, this is me. And then you take your other hand and you kind of point out somewhere into the past. You say, well, that was her. This is me with your your first hand. You make contact with your body. And that was her. That was them. Whoever it is in your life that you learned I shouldn't talk about money from, this is me. This is me. I get to make up my own rules. That was them. They made up their own rules. This is now 
Now I know that I should talk about money. And that was then when I believed that I shouldn't talk about money and that I had all that fear about it. This is now, that was then. This is now, that was then. This is me and that was her. This is me, that was her. (sighs) All right, good work today. Keep doing the work, it's so amazing. And again, keep sharing, share, share, share. This is the antidote to uncovering all of your money, beliefs, insecurities, and transforming them. Sometimes the sharing process is uncomfortable. Sometimes you feel all of the wiggles and the the grossness in your body of all the stuff that you've been holding onto for years. And right, I'm on day 51 here and I'm still going through the mud of beliefs here about money. And I'm, you know, every day, like from doing the work on I shouldn't talk about money, I wrote down an extra 10 beliefs uh, that I need to go in and question. And you know what? It's worth it. It's worth it if it takes me 90 days. It's worth it if it takes me six months. It's worth it if it takes me a year to spend the rest of my life totally free from all of these stories. It is 100% worth it. All right. I'll see you tomorrow. You've been listening to the 90 Day Money Challenge. All episodes are available in video form with me, Noe Kalfa, waving my arms and wearing spiffy new outfits every day. You can access these videos and join the conversation by following at Noe Kalfa on Instagram. This podcast is a production of Worth the Journey with editing help from Simone Sanz and art by Malcolm Rene Ribot. Worth the Journey is the business and marketing agency I created where you can find everything you need to launch and grow your heart-centered business from virtual assistance to business coaching to website and graphic design. Our team is seriously amazing. You've got to check us out at worththejourney.com. Thanks for listening. See you tomorrow.